Entertainment. A lot of niggas ain't gonna know what the fuck we talking about. At all, man. But shit, that's why you ain't in our All right, all right, all right. Pay attention. We're gonna teach you something real special. Real special today. This is two coins. Two coins. Two coins. My boy Wally. Wally. Then Ronnie. Ronnie. Wherever you're at, we're at. Showing two sides of the same coin. Let me know what y'all think. Two coins. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. And welcome back to the Two Coin Podcast. It's your boy Ronnie. And I'm your favorite podcaster, Waleed. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by the future, because the future is now. Hell yeah, shit, man. Speaking of the future is now, shout out to AI, man. He's been doing great things these past couple years. Alan Iverson? Nah, artificial mm-hmm. intelligence. <laughs> but shout out to the answer, though. Didn't the uh, the Apple Vision Pro just drop a couple days ago? Yeah, bro. Shout out to that guy in, uh, that's been going viral with the... Having uh, having Apple Vision Pro while he's crossing the street. You seen that or not? I feel like everybody goes viral now. Yo, so there's this dude walking across the street, and it's crazy. If you're in San Jose, you for sure seen it because it's on SJ Fools. And he's, like, walking across. Uh, he's crossing, I want to say, 2nd Street. Um, yeah, bro, and he's just, like, got the Apple Vision Pro on. He's fucking around with it in the middle of the street, like, and everybody just fucking went crazy. Come to find out, he was a, he's a local comic that he's opened up at Improv when we was over there. I didn't even know that Alex was telling me about it. So was it like- Because he cut his hair, so I didn't recognize him. It was all planned, he planned to go viral? Hey, if he planned to go viral, that shit worked. I seen a couple of videos of people in Teslas with the fucking goggles going like this as they're driving. So it's like on some, I don't know if the, this, Tesla's probably not self-driving yet, but- Nah, nah, they, they got self-driving Tesla cars, Yeah, bro. the car doing some weird shit, and they're, they're in there like checking their messages with the, with the eyes, I don't know. Hey, honestly, this Apple Vision Pro is about to be the next uh, the next big thing, bro. Are you going to cop? Fuck yeah. I just need to get some money. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. What are going for right now? I think like 35 to 39. Yeah, I don't know. Bro, you got to think. You're essentially, you're essentially buying another laptop or another computer because that's literally what it is. You can do FaceTime on it. You can browse. Like, it's literally, think about your Mac, but it's just on your face. You can get, you answer calls on it, listen to music on it. Yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, the Apple Vision Pro, just another tool for me to be digitally consumed while even while looking like even bigger of a douchebag than the guy glued on his phone. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, not to sound like a dick, but, but that's kind of like my thoughts. Not that, I'm not judging anybody who, who uses it or who wants to use it, but it's just a little too futuristic for me. Kind of scared hey, the put shit it, out of me. Put it this way, man. Using that shit in public and when you're walking around, that's crazy, because that's just going to lead to people getting chips in their heads. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you got an Apple Vision Pro at home and you work it on 15 different projects or you got it at your job when you're in your office, granted, that's like a niche use of what's really going to come out of this because kids is about to get addicted. But I see the benefits of it, and yes, I'm going to get one to use it for the benefits. I wonder if there's like physical health benefits to doing your work on the goggle shit and then having it. I wonder how much like it's going to fuck up your eyes. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if it's healthier than sitting hunched over a laptop working. You know what I mean? They, they got, they're probably going to do some studies on that shit. I mean, shit. Everybody that gets it now is a test dummy. I mean, the first person that comes up with the idea of the study will get a fat paycheck. So I, I'm, I'm sure niggas are already cooking something up. But how many people do you think are walking around that are deeply invested in the quote-unquote metaverse, the alternate reality, and they can now access the metaverse through these AI uh, goggles? Bro, these goggles now give you the chance to submerge yourself into that reality. Before it was you doing everything behind the screen. Now you're physically in it, so to speak. Before you were in real life. Now you're in fake life. But shit, bro. I, shit, let them tell it. We live in the fake life. 
conspiracy theorist. Oh, uh, you, you you about to tell me about the Matrix? Fuck no, bro. Like, a- bro, anything could be real. Like to be honest with you, but I'm not. I don't have what I consider divine capability to un- even like understand it. Yeah. So I'm gonna just focus on me while my time is here on Earth. You feel I'm me? Not even gonna lie to you. A lot of the niggas that begin on the podcast, just like the one me and you are on right now, <laughs> be spewing a lot of bullshit. I like they have all the answers to everything, and I've probably been a victim of that type of shit too. But I guess that's my whole point is the more of an internet presence you have and the more of an internet footprint and the more internet usage you use. Um, he said, move it away from your fucking nostril, nigga. <laughs> but nah. But the more <laughs> Where was I going with that? I said, um, the more of a media footprint or a social media footprint you have, yeah. the more a negativity bias is going to shape your worldview. You know what I mean? And I feel like we need to be figuring out ways as a society to keep people off the internet and off social media more, more so than giving them devices to drag them and spend more time on those platforms. Because yeah. we already seen evidence of society deteriorating, not just here, but like all over the world. Just in general, yeah. Just because of technology. Since 2000, like there's clear evidence that societies everywhere have deteriorated. So... This is only gonna accelerate shit. Damn, that's grim, bro. <laughs> but it's the reality, like, and I'm, it's I'm, wild, like, bro. Like, yeah, it's the reality, like, you, whether you accept it or not is up to you. But there's there are statistics and facts to back this up. So we're just accelerating this shit, bro. But I mean, that's not, I don't want to get too like Bill Walton hippie type shit. I mean, that's real though, bro. Because it's like we're watching uh, this should get exponentially faster. Because I remember. At least we caught the early days when we were, when we was a kid. Nah, but when we back were kids, in my youth, when we were kids though, bro, like you got to think like you still got to experience like having a social like childhood, knocking on your friends' doors, like you riding, riding your bikes bike across fucking town. Like, bro, I look back. I used to just be out and about for hours with my bike, bro. I ain't taking a bike nowhere now. <laughs> like, your bike was your car before you were old enough to drive a car. Yeah. And before that, it was a scooter. That was your moped. You seen a kid on a bike? No, like a five-year-old kid, like following their parent around on a bike. Don't count. I'm saying, I'm saying, like a a pack of kids on a bike in in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yeah, not. I've seen it, but it's not like everywhere. It used to be everywhere. Yeah, it's not as common. It's not as common. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe like check back in with me in five years once that shit becomes mainstream, like the iPhone did. I might fuck around and have one myself. I don't know. I don't know where society's gonna be. I'm subject to change my mind, so I feel it. I mean, shit, bro. Yeah. Let me ask you this: keeping a keeping the the subject of technology and digital communication alive. You know, a lot of the theme of this podcast is us talking about topics that relate to the idea of being, you know, second generation or whatever generation you wanna classify it as children of immigrants that came to America, right? My question to you is how close of a relationship do you have with your extended family abroad? And do you take efforts and steps to like keep up those connections and like stay in contact with them? That's a deep and loaded question. So if you need a minute to think about it. Nah, I got you. Um, To be honest, compare like, who are we comparing it to? Because to me, the closest relationships that I have with my extended family, somebody else would view as like, damn, you barely know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the amount of times that like you've been in the same, like you've been around each other as a kid, 
Yeah. Um, being being less than five type shit. You know what I mean? Five times, four times. Yeah. Over like a span of like your whole youth to like nineteen twenty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because of circumstances. So it's like how close can you get? So I believe I am close with a couple. You know what I mean? But even then, it's just like I'm not like uh, when you when you go back to the effort part. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I I got to do a better effort too. But I'm just so caught up in my life and what I'm doing. Granted, <laughs> that's how mad selfish, but like, yeah, that I'm just on go, go, go. That I don't know. I sometimes sit back. Uh, I forget to sit back and like make efforts like that. But then it's, you know, what I mean, here's another excuse like time difference. Like, yeah. So the times that I would be able to talk to, and then also, bro, like, I don't know what their day to day schedule is like. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Facts. So it's complicated, man. But, um, yeah, obviously, like, I wish I, you know what I mean, had a deeper connection with, like, my extended family and whatnot, but that's just not what it was. Yeah. The reason why I ask you that is something that's kind of been weighing on my mind, and not to get too personal or too, like, deep, but, like, I just had, like, a cousin pass away, right? And like you said, it wasn't, like, a thing where people would consider it. You guys were super close. I probably haven't talked to him in, like, five years, but, you know, um, I feel like people that have a relationship with their extended family, like, the love is still there, right? Even if maybe you could speak to this, like the love is still there, even if you haven't talked to them for for mad long. Like a cousin is like an extension of your sibling. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Significant portions of your childhood, and you have significant memories with this person. Like that type of news is gonna affect you a little bit, even if you one hundred percent. So it did. Like it felt weird having like a sense of guilt about his passing and me grieving, and it's like, bro, why are you even grieving? You weren't like that close like that. But at the same time, it's like, bro, that's my blood. Like. And I have memories with this man and everything. And it's like the guilt should be geared towards, um, at least for me, I found it like, what was preventing you from maintaining that relationship? You know? So they could know how you feel before they went on to the other side. And I, like the answers that I came up with were, like you said, excuses or a lot of the things that you listed out, like, they're self-imposed barriers, and it's it's the same things that I'm dealing with, like, all the time. Oh, like, there's a little bit of a language barrier, right? They don't understand English, so it has to be all me speaking another language, and I'm not 100%. All that is self-imposed and can be worked around, is what I'm trying to say. And that's the conclusion I came to. So, I think it does take a sense of, like you said, you were on go, go, go. It takes a sense of slowing down and realizing what's truly important. And I guess that's kind of the message I want to I want to I want to get out there is like if you have like excited family or people in your life that you haven't reached out to in a minute or that you haven't talked to no matter where they are, bro, just just do it because you, you really never know, man. You never you never know. Like life is short. And when it happens, it's like you stop thinking about all your goals and shit. You start thinking about damn, Let me nurture my relationships. Let me make sure the people around me are good. Let me make sure I'm being as good of a person as I can be to those around me. So they could feel my love without me actually having to say it. I went on a little spiel. Nah, that's real, bro. That's kind of like the essence of why I asked you that question. So, I mean, I'm going into this year of like a mind frame of let me try to take responsibility on my end and make the effort to nurture those relationships because it is a two-way street and it's something that, this is something that took me 28 years to learn. But man, it takes it took something tragic for that reality to kind of sink in. That I have even like not just talking about family, but like close friends and people like within your immediate surroundings. Like even then, bro, like if you look back on it, it's like I can be insular and I can be an introvert. But like relationships take effort and you gotta reach out to people. And 
Yeah. We like we need each other, and that's ties back to the social media point, bro. Like, get off of social media, and I need to do a better job of this too. But we need to connect with each other. Nah, definitely. Or definitely, especially like on some real life face to face stuff. Because I mean, yeah, just with certain family, like, yeah, I, I feel for you, bro. Like, yeah, bro. Uh, like, rest in peace to your cousin, bro. Like, because I definitely know how that feel. Like, but it's just one of those. I don't know. I feel like a lot of us we get caught up in in like a moving social profile. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like there, like your internet presence is like a constant, You like it, it's like a constant identification for some people. Yep. You know what I mean? Me, I'll be on it because I'm like trying to push a brand eventually. Yeah, like, exactly. you know what I mean? There's a lot, if you use it for benefit, knock yourself out, more power to you. But it's just like, if that's the only place that you come out at, like, I don't know. But then again, everybody's different. So shit, who am I? Yeah, because there's an, like, I mean, there's an entire generation of people not to sound like a fucking... That come off that shit, not bro. Not to sound like that, but, like, me and you were lucky because, like you said, we had those childhoods where it was before social media, blah, 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 blah. But, like, now we're at a point where it's like, okay, I actually have an actual good functioning social circle and people around me that... Like, a network of people that I know and love and trust, right? Yeah, that I met organically. Now, in 2024, I feel like that is, like, a luxury. And it shouldn't be. It's, like, a basic human necessity. People need people. Just like you see a pack of monkeys or a pack of lions... Yeah. Or a pack of whales rolling around in groups. It's like on a biological animal level, we need to have each other around. And people are like, so like me, me, me. Especially as like American society and social media together. It just creates this individualistic, everything is about me type shit. And then you just fail to nourish and build relationships that really matter. And then when you realize that and you come out of hiding, there's nobody there waiting for you to like... <laughs> like ready to reciprocate your efforts. So you gotta nurture them while you are while you still can. I mean, shit, bro, we all got an expiration date. We don't know when it is, it's a mystery for everybody. And we just walk around like we gonna live forever. Hey, that's a hey, that's a good transition to this next question I was thinking about. Would you, if you could, if you were given the opportunity to know when you died, like, and if you want how you died, mainly just know when you died, would you wanna know? Nah. Nah. Because, like, what type of, well, like, how's that information going to benefit me? Yeah. I mean, if anything, it's going to put some worry in your face. Or is it it's going to be, like, a worry in the back of your mind for the rest of your life until the day comes. That's, that's exactly what's going to happen. Hey, now, here's the other thing. What if you said, what if you say no, your life turns out different because you said no? You know, they talk about, like, alternate realities and how the timeline can change. Oh, like, blue yeah. yeah, so it's like, yeah, you could say, okay, I want to know, but because you know, that's why that date is coming. You know I mean? There's a buildup to that date, whether it's... The rest of your life is going to work out exactly how it was going to before you had that information. Yeah. Okay. But, versus, yeah, if you if you didn't get that information, it would just work out how it was going to. Yeah. But the minute you're given that information, maybe you're on a tangent. Yeah. You'll never get to that destination. Yeah. You know what I mean? I still just wouldn't want to find out, bro. Yeah. Because... It's like a bad, scary movie. Because as it stands right now, I don't have that information registered in my brain, right? You got so, enough on your plate. <laughs> yeah, I'm here and now. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, two years, five years from now. I have a plan, but I've come to find out that if you're spiritual, you know, you believe in God. God has his own plans, you know. Yeah. Or if you, if you want to put it another way, the universe has its own thing written out for you that might not align with what you have, right? So I have a plan of where I want to go, but I don't know what the fuck could happen tomorrow. You know what I mean? Or two weeks from now. So, 
if somebody tells me, okay, I'm going to give you that information, but shit's going to turn out different. I'm like, how much different can it get? I have nothing to compare it to. Different yeah. versus what? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm already going about life like, what the fuck's going <laughs> to you know what I mean? Like, just doing shit, so. Yeah. And yeah. Then I'd like to keep it that way. Yeah, instead of getting a huge hurricane just coming in. Yeah. Get a Katrina on your plans. Let me put it this way. I'd like, I feel like it's better from a frame of mind to go about your life not thinking about that, and then every so often gently remind yourself, like, hey, psst, you're going to die one day. It's the only thing that's guaranteed. It kicks you back up into gear, right? Yeah. Versus, <laughs> versus if you have that information, now you're walking around all day like, oh, I'm going to die March 20th, 2089. And then you got to you gotta, you gotta train your brain to come back to, okay, you're going to die one day, but live anyway, buddy. That seems like a much harder thing to do than what I'm doing right now. I mean, hey, bro, to play devil's advocate, maybe that motivates you. You know what I mean? You're like, damn, I only got 60 years left. I need to go do something. I need, I got, like, you can actually make a bucket list. <laughs> yeah. You could also be motivated from the frame of, oh, I might have 60 years left, or I might have two days left. Yeah, nah, true that. I mean, first off, what we're asking is completely hypothetical. Like, you know what I mean? You would need some sort of divine power to even know that. That's true. It's <laughs> completely hypothetical. <laughs> you feel me? Some Seth Rogen after smoking a joint-ass question. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, what would you do if, like, you knew you was dying tomorrow? <laughs> Man, shout out Seth Rogen. Hey, hella random. Did you know that James Franco was, like, on that weird shit? What type of weird shit? Apparently, like, he got, like, sex allegations against him and shit, and that's why, like, he hasn't been in the, uh, what do you call them, in movies and in the industry as much, probably in, like, I want to say the past six, seven years. I didn't even notice. Don brought it up to me, and um, I looked uh, I looked up his IMDb, and it's like, yeah, bro, like, his last big hit was in 2016. And then he hasn't been cast since, but apparently, like, he was just on some, like, weird sexual assault type shit. With he him. always low-key gave off weirdo vibes, so that news doesn't completely shock him. But that's why, I just, I, I have, like, 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 sexual allegations or, like, like, how serious was it, like? I mean, enough for him to, like, slowly get blackballed. Like, multiple shit. women came forward. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. I didn't look too much in depth in it, bro science, but, like. On some Harvey Weinstein shit. Yeah. Damn, bro, Hollywood is awesome. Weird ass shit, bro. Hollywood is wild. This entire Diddy situation, the way it's unfolding, it is crazy. Like, and it, it's going to be wild, like, to think about who he drags down with him, too. You know what I mean? Oh, it's going to be a lot of people. Like, or what if Diddy just mysteriously dies? Diddy's the black Epstein. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Did he do it or did, did he not? Did he do it? Nah, but yeah, man. Yeah, is 50 Cent really going to come out with that documentary? Like, I hope expose? he does, bro. That is the I funniest hope shit he ever. Does. That is the funniest shit ever. Bro. You know that man is goaded? Shout out to 50. You goaded, my guy. I'm not going to lie. Loki, one of my heroes, bro. Like, not, not, not on <laughs> <location>, <laughs> but like... <laughs> Damn, I'm a man. I can't have nobody that inspired me. But like, nah, like... Yeah. That motherfucker's motivating, bro. Like, you got to think. He went, he, like, he just maneuvered through different hustles and built a media empire. Like, in 2005, if somebody was like, oh, yeah, that's Curtis Jackson. He's going to be an executive producer for a major network. Uh, for a major network. He'd be like, yeah, that's 50 Cent, man. He just dropped Get Rich and Die Trying. Like, this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy, man. Well, my bad to mask. But, yeah. Where, where were we originally before we riffed on 50 Cent? 
Uh, we're talking about James Franco tripping. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and Diddy. Man, Diddy, bro. <laughs> and Diddy. It's crazy because before all this shit came out, you ever heard of the rapper Shine? Yeah. Like, before all this Diddy news about Cassie came out, I was listening to that Shine's one and only project. And for those of you who don't know, Shine was a rapper that was signed to Diddy from New York. Um, those that heard his music say he sounded exactly like Biggie. He low-key did sound a lot like Biggie. And that's probably why Diddy signed him. Damn, okay, okay. Um, but he was from New York, originally born in Belize, right? But he's from the projects in New York. And he blew up. And then, long story short, one night, him and Diddy were out in a club in New York. This is when Diddy was dating, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> J-Lo. So I guess it was the three of them and some entourage out in a club in New York. One thing led to another. Diddy got confronted. Shots were fired in the club. Boom, shine, uh, shine fired back. Nobody died. A couple people were injured. Um... But Shine basically ended up going to jail because Diddy's legal team was on some Johnny Cochran shit and, like, got him off free while throwing Shine under the bus. And at the time, Shine was only, like, a 20-year-old young rapper from the streets. That was crazy, signed to a million-dollar deal from Diddy. And he basically had to take the fall for him versus... So he did, like, 10 years in prison at age 20 or 20-something versus if the case was properly convicted, as they say, it would have been split time between Shine and Diddy and they would have both gotten three to five year sentences or something. Damn, Diddy was not trying to fuck with that. So Shine did 10 years in federal prison. He got out. The day after he got out, they said, oh shit, your citizenship is invalid. They deported his ass to Belize. That's fucked up because you knew it was invalid the whole time. Imagine looking forward to your freedom after 10 years in prison and they're like, nah, you can't even be in America, nigga. You gotta go to Belize. Kick rocks, you're going to Belize. Hey, but shout out to him though, man. He really made it up as a politician over there. He, bro, one thing led to another. Five years later, he became a politician, and now he's running for president of Belize. He's like in the House of Representatives. He completely transformed himself into like a politician, and he mended his relationship with Diddy on some like gentleman shit. But I say that to say, there was some suspicious shit about this nigga for a long time, and nobody yeah. really, people did pay attention to it and call it out. But not on a mainstream level. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Never but then again, like you and me were. But you got to think, bro, mainstream media wasn't out then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Media was hella different back in the day. First of all, social media was there. Like, that's the, see, that's the other side, that's the other side of the social media coin. But um, it's literally the fact that you got people able to tell their stories. Granted, you got a bunch of people that's bright line on it too. But now, like, the minority has a voice. And then they can become the minority. I am minority. <laughs> minority. Like I know a lot majority. of majority. God damn, bro. I, I get tongue tied like a mother. No, that, that that's a good point. That like a lot of like deserved justice happens that way because people rally around social media. And there is a lot of complaints about that. Like, oh, liberal politics, uh, the woke mob, the cancel culture, uh, the me too. But and, these, these are just extremists of this product. And I get and that's going to be there in everything. Exactly. I get where the dissatisfaction of that comes from. But at the same time, without social media, honestly, we, like we mentioned him earlier, Harvey Weinstein wouldn't be convicted and in jail. And anybody who says that nigga doesn't deserve to be under the jail is lying to themselves. So, 100%. You talk about benefits of social media. That's I mean, a shit, huge. bro. R. Kelly, too. Yeah. Like it did. Spring off a lot of other, you know, cases that people aren't happy with or whatever. And that's a symptom of it. But, but damn, bro, like, we need shit like that. And Diddy probably is like throwing his, like, fuck social media now because it's bringing him down, bro. R. <laughs> R. Kelly, too. Yeah, bringing Kelly. me down, man. Bro, that R. Kelly doc was made because there was a rally, a cry around social media for people to make it. Yeah. Nah, that is true. It's crazy, bro. Fucking, um, 
They just got so many slaps, though, bro. So many beautiful songs that's so out of pocket to listen to now. Do you separate the art from the artist? 100%. You have to. Otherwise, you're just going to throw away the Either throw away the art or separate it. Yeah, because yeah, to be honest, like, whether the artist is a saint or whether he's the devil, I don't pay attention to these niggas' personal lives anyway. I just listen to their music and keep it pushing, really. Yeah, I mean, to keep it a buck. Unless, you... like, a once-in-a-generation, like, 50 Cent comes out. But you got to think, too. It's it's like different people are into different things. So that's why it's just like for the people who are diehard fans of him, like on a smaller scale, that's how I felt when fucking Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock. I'm like, bro, you my favorite actor, dog. Like, oh, I'm going to be caught dead if I mention your name. He never really recovered from that. But, you know, it, it's like it is what it is at this point. But like R. Kelly is just like, it's just cross culture is just bad taste to play. Just a sick nigga, man. Like, like, dog, you was, what you was, imagine, because he, like, when he, a lot of these allegations came out when he was 28, 29, 30. Imagine right now, like, fucking with, like, a 14, 15-year-old girl. Like, bro, that is some sick shit, bro. That's fucked up. That is some sick shit. But anyway, let's change the topic. What's going on in the basketball world? I just know a lot of people been scoring like crazy. Shout out to the Cavs, 14-1. and one. But a lot of people have been dropping buckets, bro. Ain't no defense big. If this shit continues into the playoffs, if we get 30, 40 point blowouts, and I'm sitting there watching, I carved out my whole afternoon to watch a playoff here. A playoff, I'm gonna be pissed, bro. Like, I don't want to see yeah. blowouts in the playoffs. That's why I fuck with the Knicks. I'm not a Knicks fan, but shout out to the Knicks because they're playing hella good defense. They're keeping teams scoring like 100 points or less, barely. They look like the 90s Knicks again. Damn. And we need that type of shit. We need that yeah. type of like nasty defense. Beat. Hey, shout out to your boy Bill. Hella random, but that man went off the other day. He's a bucket. 13 a game before the 43. I'm like, God. If, if well, we could stay healthy, like, I like us being a little dark horse. I don't like I don't like having hella pressure on us. I don't think anybody really got pressure on them this year, except for the Celtics, maybe, and the Bucks. Outside of that, I'd say the Celtics have the most pressure. But outside of that, who else does? Everybody else is just. The Bucks don't have no pressure. They already got a chip. Yeah, but they they traded Drew Holiday for Dame and. Yeah, but they already got their chip. Yeah, if they don't win it, like they 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 they're shit. Nobody's. It's not gonna be a blip on Giannis's legacy. It's all after you get that chip. Any disappointing loss that happens after is kind of like. I mean, I'm trying to think. Even on the West, bro, like Minnesota ain't got a chip on his shoulder. OKC don't got one. Denver just won. You know what I mean? Uh, Golden State and the fucking Lakers are trying to just make it to the play-in, which is crazy. <laughs> like, I think Minnesota's going to end up being a regular season team. They're going to be the new Utah Jazz. Because, shit, we're going to have to come back to this one in three years. How old are you? They're the first seed? Look at the playing teams in the West. 7, 8, 9, 10. All four of those teams could beat the Timberwolves in a seven-game series. Lakers, if the Lakers get the A seed and they go against the Timberwolves, I'm taking Lakers in five or six. Promise you. Promise you. I don't care what the record is. If you got a healthy LeBron, a healthy AD, you got D'Lo Reeves, I'm 100% taking that team. Way more experienced over fucking Gobert. <laughs> Gobert, Cat. Like, I don't hate Gobert, none again. Like, I think he's a great player, but in the playoffs, it's all about matchups. And LeBron could just be in the huddle and be like, all right, anybody who get the ball. Yeah, but who, hey, but who in LA is going to even get Ant? You know what I mean? Nobody on that team is slowing that boy down. Let Ant get his. You know, Cat's going to choke. And I mean, bro, and just, Cat's and just, good. And just single out Gobert on the perimeter. You can say that about Gobert, bro. You can say that about Gobert, but Cat just dropped 60. You got to put some respect on that boy's name, bro. 
Like, he's a bucket getter. Now that he's he's really playing the second option. In his mind, he's playing the first option, but everyone knows he's a second option. He dropped 60 in a loss against the Hornets. So if they run everything, <laughs> so if they run everything through Cat, that's not a form. And, and the coach was pissed after. They didn't even to congratulate him for the for the for the performance or nothing. It was hey a man, performance. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Because <laughs> calling him the Utah Jazz is crazy. But like it makes sense because they got the same one factor. Listen, man, I'm happy for their fans. They deserve this. They deserve a competitive team again, just like I was happy for Kings fans. But they're gonna they're gonna lose in the first round. Same with OKC. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is a hot take that we're going to come back to and we're going to clip it once the fucking playoffs come on. All right, give me your second round teams in the West. I'm going Clippers. I'm going Nuggets. I'm going, because second round is all about four teams. Four teams. Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, <laughs> and Lakers. I don't know who, I don't know who's going to play who. Clippers, yeah, Nuggets, uh, Suns, Lakers. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm going to put OKC up there. OKC, the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the Warriors. Shea is probably a top ten player right now. He's a top, He's he's probably a top five player. I'm not putting him over Steph. Yeah, Steph's on an ass team, but nah, bro. Because right now he's hey, still one of the best. Right now, top five in the league. You got um, Steph's top five. You got LeBron. You got fucking Jason. Shit, Embiid would have been with the without this injury. You got Jokic. And then you got Giannis. Yeah, I mean, dude, for me, top five is Jokic, Giannis, Luka, um, Embiid, when it, uh, Embiid, and then Steph. LeBron is six. Giannis, Luka, Jokic. I'll put, put Luka is six. But... All the foreign niggas. Giannis, Luka, Jokic, Embiid, <laughs> and then Steph. I mean, I feel it. Hey, each his own, I guess, but hey. No, we got to sit here and argue. I tell you how stupid you are because you're wrong. I ain't even going to lie, though. That Joel Embiid uh, injury. That shit's a blow. Yeah, because that boy was tearing it up. Yeah, pause. Um, but <laughs> hey, yo, that was crazy. that's a major, major, major blow to my fantasy team because I had Ja Morant on it and Joel Embiid, who are now both out. But you drafted Ja. Oh, but yeah, he did get that injury. That shit crazy. Yeah, I will say this: fuck you. You got Jaden Ivey and Brandon Miller off. Great waiver wire pickups. Fucking but hell, bro. they worked out because I needed them out of desperation. <laughs> but anyway. Came up, man. Came up. A lot of niggas ain't gonna know what the fuck we talking about at all, man. But shit, that's why you ain't in our league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. With that, another one in the books. Yes, sir. We will see y'all. But uh, let's go ahead and wrap this. Yeah. It's your boy Ronnie, and I'm your brother Waleed, and we are the Two Coin Podcast signing out. This motherfucker. Yeah.